This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Welcome back, guys, to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. I hope all is well with you this brand new day. I hope all your Christmas planning is coming together and there's rest, <laughs> rest and peace in the run-up for you. I'm releasing this special Christmas message. I was asked to share it at my friend's church on Sunday night and uh, the word I got put in my heart was, is there any room at your inn? So, pray this really encourages you. We prepare our houses and the run-up to Christmas. We're also told and encouraged to prepare our hearts for the coming King. So I pray this just whets appetite, motivates, encourages as you're listening. So this power that we're talking about there, speaking to the Jeep, to shoot something in this, God such a message in my heart for this, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, say for Lord. Right, so that's a bit of what Barry's talking about there. You know, that but bringing people to Jesus. You know, we've all been in religious churches. We grew up in a, a kind of religious culture. You know, when you went to church in a Sunday school, and it was just like, oh, was it bizarre? You know, we, 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 we miss. Martin shared this beautiful thing that goes up to him at the induction hall. And, you know, you can see it's working until the right element touches it. But it's invisible. The power that produces is miraculous. So let's hear this. A miracle is an extraordinary, extremely outstanding, unusual development, and a welcome improvement. (laughs) Does anybody need one of these? (laughs) An extraordinary, extremely outstanding, unusual development, and welcome improvement. Now, what Barry just said there is, you know, we, we hear these things, we hear take the feet of Jesus. But you know, see the more understanding you get of when I when I come to him, I can I can expect extraordinary, extremely outstanding, unusual developments in my life. The things that I've been living behind for years that I think I'm not going to be able to change, I'm not going to be able to uh, move beyond this, uh, this this type of Pain, fear, uh, the shame and guilt, the disqualification of years of failure, you know, the, the, the past that puts us back, grief, name your stuff, whatever it is, nothing is impossible to God. None of these things intimidate him. When we live in another one, they think this is hopeless. But none of that is, is intimidating to God at all. So that's what Barry's saying here. Taking his friends, the friends are saying, look, well, you've got nothing to help me here, but I know who can help me. So taking them to the feet of Jesus. So thanks for the evidence, Charles, House of Prayer. Uh, you know, I've got a wee inspired book that happened to me during the week. But you know, I'm just going to uh, start by talking about the Advent. So we, we are in the third Sunday, so the, I mean, the traditional, I'm sure Jim and others have 
about, you know, celebrating the four weeks prior to Jesus coming. Jesus is celebrating his birthday. They're lighting candles every Sunday. That's the traditional way of the, 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 the preparation for Jesus coming. And it means it's a period of preparation uh, prior to the celebration of Jesus' birth. Right? So again, when we become so used to these things and are so familiar, we just think, oh, it's just Christmas again. <laughs> but it's just when Easter. When Easter comes, there is there is the promise of new resurrection life. Because of the time of year it is as well, when all the plants and, and, and all the, the, the buds are opening up, you know, you, you can sense that, oh, that's what that means, new life. Victorious, free life is therefore taken. So there's an Easter blessing around the sacrament of Easter, right? Same as Christmas. What's the Christmas message? We're preparing for the King who's coming. We're preparing for the coming King. Psalm 24. You know, beautiful psalm about who who can ascend the hill of the Lord, you know, those who clean hands, pure hearts. But then there's one to talk about. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Be lifted up, you age of iron doors. Now, some of you are, what is that talking about? And another translation it says, Wake up, you living gateways. You're the living gate. You're the door. Lift up your heads, you doorways of eternity. Right? God's people are, are, are identified as living gates. When God opens the doors of eternity within us, no one is able to shut them. And when he says lift up our heads, it's a figure of speech for a bold confidence that brings rejoicing and hope. Right? So the point of talking here is about prepare ye the way of the Lord. Right? The king is coming. That's what Advent is about. It's preparing, ready, readying yourself for his coming. Lifting our heads, we need to be spiritually sh- shaken away to be going, this is what this is. Now, I don't know about you, but there's a battle going on, I feel this. There's a battle going on to keep Christmas. Ah, my, my boy, I'm telling you, he could go on a screen and they wouldn't even know it's Christmas. That, I, that's what I felt like the last week, I'm going, you could just take it. Senses are taken up, you wouldn't even, you know, you'd miss the, 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 the treasure, you'd miss the, the blessing that's, that, that is therefore taken in the preparation up to Christmas, right? So open up, wake up, you living babies, the king is coming. <coughs> Prepare ourselves for the, for the coming king. So here's information for us. Last week, me and my son, well, me, I thought, clear out the cupboard. What you don't need, what you don't wear, what you don't use, make space. And I just felt, well, see what I'm holding that jacket? A year ago, I'm trying to fit into a large, right? In somebody's place, I thought, nah, I'm not going to fit into it. I'm just going, well, let's just, I'm being this to somebody else. And, and I felt, I'm not going to go on here. I'm not going to get into the actual depressing things that goes, I'm not going to try to fit into that, no, I'm not even going to so actually, I bless it, I'm happy with myself, I'm dreaming, and I thought, I'm releasing my, I'm, I'm, I'm making room for the new stuff to come. 
So full, let's just stand in the room for We call this a future day that uh, St. Augustine says we need to be emptied of all that fills us so that we can be filled with what we're emptied of. Uh, and that might just be for some of us distraction from my own. That says that I'm just so preoccupied with so much stuff that I've just, Jesus, I haven't even had a thought about this, my mind's so poor. The demands of our lives, the technology overload. But for others, our hearts have so full of hurt, grudges, hardness, eh, resentment, disappointment, grief. And this world, let's face it, everyone is taking up here, here testimony. How's your heart been assaulted? What's happened to you that's caused pain, that's caused hurt? And we've been here for, for a week and a half, plus the pain, story. So we know that this is inevitable. Stuff happens. How do you keep your heart soft? How can my heart be fully alive in the midst of this world that there's such, such, Adversity, such attack, such assault happening on our hearts. Uh, to keep our hearts soft, that is a work of God to be able to enable us to do that. So, that, that, that first question is, you know, that, that softens a heart. So, the first Advent, the first message of God commissioned for uh, in preparation for Jesus coming was John the Baptist. And his message came from Isaiah and Malachi, and the message was, I'm just a voice to this, calling out, prepare ye the way of the Lord, and make his paths straight. This, this, uh, these, these words were clear out, clear out in a way. He came preaching a baptism of repentance. Get rid of the stuff that's in the way for the time to come. Get rid of the stuff that's blocking, the things that's obstructed, the things that's set against. The Bible talks about us tons and tons and a lot of times. God has no fellowship with us. And that is right and good us. He talks about no being unequally yoked, he talks about three separate. He, you know, there's so much of, of, of clarity of what does it build that? So, so this is the message <laughs> to prepare me the way. Clear out what's in the way. But the need talks. You know, the need was uh, get move, make space, make room for the new stuff to come. Who kept Christmas going? 
They stood for, the, for, for what the truth was. And it meant that you were able to step into it. And you received the blessing because of what they kept. Because of what they put their mistakes to ground. The outposts they made are certain truths that you then could, you know, that you then could experience because you, you, you receive it. So, you know, that, that sense of the need for that and the run up to Christmas. Now, we've missed, I've maybe some of us missed the last three Sundays, you know, the two Sundays. But you know, I think the shepherds. That was the night before. They, they, they did the word the night before. Jesus, the, the, the Messiah is coming. So, you know, with, with this, this, uh, you know, miraculous power has this unusual development. These, these things that he can, he can create, nothing's lost. You know, he can ease the bless of Christmas by, as we prepare our hearts for him, as we prepare our hearts for the time of glory to come in and to bring us the best gifts. And as, as the Bible said, that forgiveness to begin with is like wow. To have your slate wiped clean, to know that I've got peace in my soul. And you know, there's no rest without that. Remember, we used to say there's no rest for wicked. It's true. It's true. <coughs> I used to say it, no rest for wicked. I don't say it again. But there's plenty of rest for righteous. There is no rest for wicked. The, the wicked run and make me chase them. Because when they're, they're living with unresolved stuff and they're not forgiven, you have no more peace. So when, when you know, when you come to Jesus, he said, I will give you rest. It's not just another description. It's true. Who, who's invited us at your rest? Who says, I'll give you mental, spiritual rest. Rest in order of the indictment that's been against you for years. The case that, is, that, you've, that you've been massively guilty of. He didn't say, I can tell that. I can rip that hand right now off that's against you. That's what it is. He's on the master of the dinner. And that's real. It's not just words. That is a real experience that I enter into that for myself. And I just sit and I say, by the grace of God, I can stand free, forgiven. But then, but then, that's just the beginning. Because it's a lot more than that. Healing. Can I get my life back? Can I get my heart back? Can I get my mind back? For everything that's been lost and stolen to me, that's been assaulted in my madness, and in how I've meditated and managed my pain, can everything be uh, restored back to me? That's what the Lord promises. Jesus' mission statement, that's what it says. I've came, someone answered, I've came to restore you back to sense and give you your heart back. I've came to set you free. And it's honestly, my friend one of says, see if people knew this, they would be by his daughter. The, the roofs of these churches would be ripped open because they'd be desperate trying to run in. See when we think it's just a few religious week in my Jesus and that, and you know, we hear like some of the signs and go, is that it? And you go, sure it was made of us. By God it is. Yeah. But you know, we need to be shocked, we need to be shocked away sometimes by the Lift up your heads. Lift up 
we awaken. Um, so, uh, a couple of years ago, I was talking about when John the Baptist is saying, and Isaiah prophesied, and Malachi prophesied, when he says, Prepare to be the way of the Lord, he's saying, This is far more than just a reconstruction project. It's not like, Oh, come on, let's get the duck, and you're getting this path there, but far more than that. He's using this metaphor of clearing the path as a parable of cleansing the hearts. Cleansing our hearts and being prepared in our hearts to receive Jesus. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I want, I want the blessing of Christmas, God with us. Emmanuel, God literally coming and making his home with us. God, uh, you know, we, we are clearing the path. I'm getting my heart right. I'm uh, preparing my heart. What's in here? Now, this is me to be honest with me. You know, it seems the beginning of this working. When we start to prepare our hearts for more, because I know that, you know, we're all different levels here. You know, I'm living on the journey. The guys, the oldest on the journey, are still totally prepared for Jesus. They're still saying, Jesus, I'm needing you in this room. It's more like, oh, yeah, that's it. Everyone is. I'll say, how is it? Like it's like the Sacrament. See, when you're going on the journey, you don't get the right, the right path of how to be calibrated and teach you an old job. How can you do that? How can you mess up how far I've got a force that you can be calibrated to take you to the best of you? So that's what, that's what we can do. So wherever we are, Whatever stage you're in, whatever memory line comes from me, maybe you've even started the journey. Maybe you've never even seen Jesus, I'm not even thought about you anymore. Maybe I've never even seen that, I'm not even for you. Yeah. Uh, but you know, that's, that's, that's the miracle of for the first time. How beautiful would that be in the run-up to Christmas for the first time? I'm saying, Jesus, I'm, I'm not just glad to celebrate the buff. I'm glad to celebrate the buff in my heart. Yeah. Come on. I'm like, yeah, you coming into my life. Mm. And actually, my decision to say, Jesus, a man, you're God with me. I'm preparing it. I'm preparing the way. I'm preparing the heart. I'm leveling the, 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 the stuff, the junk that's in there, the attitudes, the sins, the anger, the hatred. These things are harsh to be with. Can I just talk about how something sucks for a man, brother? <laughs> Uh, this, this, this is a tremendous example. What does it look like? How, how do I prepare it? How do I cleanse it? So this is Jesus three times in the name of this church. Jesus three times, it's documented in Matthew, but in Matthew and Luke. And basically, Jesus is out of the temple. And, and the zeal for him, the house of the Lord, for, for his father's house, he's not in the palace. He's not in the government place, he's in his father's house and he's got authority there. And in that place, he, he overturns tables. He is, he is uh, expressing an aggression towards what was wrong and, his, and, and what they were doing. And I've just got to read it for Max, because Max is his video. Uh, Mark 11. Thanks, Mark. So he says here that he, uh, he went to the temple 
the people who sold and bought in the temple that they They overturned the table for money. Right? This is not what we need to buy on Jesus. This is an aggression that's actually saying, I'm dealing radically with someone. And this is what I've seen. I've seen that before. But he says, he would not permit anyone to carry any household equipment through the temple enclosure afterwards. So he was saying, this is not happening anymore. I'm not allowing this. I was like, whoa, you don't hear that much about Jesus, do you? He says, this is, a, this is brand and it needs to be stopped now. And I'm not allowing it anymore. I'm not permitting this to happen. And he taught them, saying, is it all right? Quoting Isaiah, Jeremiah. My house should be called the house of prayer. My temple, the real temple of God, should be called the house of prayer. But you have turned it into a dead of robbers. So I'm reading one years before something like that. Uh, and he quotes another, another uh, theologian who, who says, I thought it was tremendous. He points out that the den of thieves that Jesus tells us as here is a place where thieves run when they want to hide. Right? The great temple of God is a den that they can run into and look how great they are. I was in North America there, just for some older man's joy, I would say something that blew me out of my socks, out of my chair. Because he, obviously, he wasn't saying the earth's not at fault, but he was saying this with his experience of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people. And he said that some folk in ministry, he says, I stole one of myself like missionaries and pastors. So it's been, that's been what I mean since I've come back. And you know, that really dropped out of this den of thieves. And he points out that this is what some religious setups can be like. Being in a temple doesn't guarantee you blessing. It's what we do in the temple from our hearts that produces the blessing. That's why Jesus was saying, house of prayer. I've called this to be a house of prayer. That your hearts are engaged with God. No other religious activities, and we can run and hide in the religious activities. I thought that was really good. But anyway, that's the same thing. But the other thing was John chapter 2. This is another time Jesus took the fear of him in Jerusalem at Passover. The first time he done it, this was just after the, the, the wedding feast came up. And he, he found those in the temple who were selling auction sheep and dove. And he made, he made fashion a, a work of cords and chased them out. And he's spinning again, splits, scatters, brokers, money, upsets of praise, of stands. And then he said to those who sold the dove, take these away. Make, make not my father's house a house of merchandise, a marketplace, a shop. And that's what they're trying to do with offerings and doves. The sacrificial offerings that they're all selling. This is more than it's about. So, I say all that to say, when we're talking preparing 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 the way of the Lord, it's about prepare, take aggressive action against the things that keep coming. We want, I want the best. Who doesn't? We want, we want, we want God's best. We want to be alert and, and our hearts fully alive. No pin down, trapped in shame, trapped in guilt, trapped in fear, trapped in hatred. No, what other thing is, but when I say what you've came again, you've came to give me abundant and victorious and free life. 
En af því að þú veit það var. Af því að af því sjálf reynslu tjæmi hér. Af því sem það sem brutum. Við góðum á að ég versin skjöld. 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 The complacency and some self satisfied. I don't know, we don't need to push up for But it's, 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 a, it's a humility. It's saying, I've never Come on. I've never arrived. God is promising us. This is Jesus' words. Because we hear these saying that I have a little bit of amazing. Saying that the best is yet to come. So then I was studying this in John 15. And God said, that's what you because Jesus says the best comes when you allow yourself to be pruned. He said, I'll prune you. I'll, I'll shake you. He goes, when you're allowing yourself to be pruned, he says, I'll continue. But I, I, as you're producing fruit, and you're producing fruit, I will prune you for better fruit, better actions, better life, better, 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 So that's one good. One good. Is that everybody all right? Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, so so that, that's, that's the, that's the, uh, you know, that, that's, that's the journey we're going to go So it's the best place, it's the place of humility, to say, Jesus, are you the enemy right now? The enemy one day for me, the enemy one day in me, and making that space, preparing ourselves for him coming. You know, preparing <laughs> ourselves for the, for this lesser Christmas, for the kind of glory, what I usually do is I usually start my, my talks with I'm in for Jesus. Because, you know, I recognize that Paul in 1 Corinthians 2, I, I want the faith to rest on his miraculous, invisible, chain-breaking, mother-removing power. So if we close, just make a bit of space. Is there any room for Jesus in your heart? Remember him at the beginning of his life, near room of the And you know, no, it's like how can I can I comfort his loving, longing heart by saying, listen, you've got room for you've got room in my heart. You've got I've got room for you here. And you're welcome. And uh, so We'll just have a wee, a wee prayer to make room for Jesus. And maybe, maybe you've never made that decision to say, I've never, I've never asked Jesus in my heart. Or maybe it's, I've turned away from big masses in my heart that's locked up in so many ways and I know that takes courage but this, this first messenger, the voice of the woman is saying prepare prepare your way prepare your heart do business make straight your paths clear out the unused Unneed stuff and trust that the kind of God will come out.
This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighters.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life. Until next time, God bless you.